Hebrews 11, verses 32 through 34. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Judges chapter 7, verses 2 through 22. The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. And anyone of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, shall go with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, This one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink and the number who, of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouths was 300 men, but all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, with 300 men who lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hand and let all the others go, every man to his home. So the people took provisions in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent but retained the 300 men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. The same night, the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pira, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down, to, went down with Pira, his servant, to the outposts of the armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the, and the Amalekites and all the people of the east lay along the valley like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number, as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. When Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And behold, a cake of barley, bread, tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given it into his hand, Midian, and all the camp. As soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companions, or three companies, and put trumpets into the hands of all of them, and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Look at me, and do likewise. When I came to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, and I, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. When they had just set the watch, when they had just set the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars and were, that were in their hands, then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in, 
in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood in his place around the camp, and all the army ran. They cried and they fled. When they blew the 300 trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade and against all the, all the army. And the army fled as far as Beth Shittah toward Zerahah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Man, way to way to complete the marathon. <laughs> you were just given the we did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we got this amazing story of Gideon. So the author of Hebrews at this point, you know, he it's it's kind of like he's getting carried away and, and he he just starts throwing names at the wall. And, and um so that's where we are. And we're actually gonna kind of sit on this little chunk verses thirty-two to thirty-four. Uh, for the next uh, about a week and, and kind of go through, you know, there, there's a lot here. Gideon, Barak, Samson, uh, there, there's a lot of stories of God's yeah. provision and, and faith and lessons to be learned about faith. So yeah. going to camp out here. Jackson, you just read like the longest story ever and it was beautifully done, sir. Oh, amazing. Uh, Thomas, Jackson, what are y'all's thoughts on the faith of Gideon? It's so good to go back and and just kind of remind ourselves like where we've come from in Hebrews eleven, we've we've really gone all the way from the earliest you know the patriarchs, uh, and now we're into the judges, which means Israel's become uh, a nation, and we're you know we're about to not long after that you get the kings, and then you get the the prophets to come, and then. A little time, a little more time passes, and you finally get to the Gospels. I mean, we've we've walked through a bunch of the biblical narrative, and you're right. At the end, you get a bunch of names, mm-hmm. and so uh, when it he says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of, and then he gives the list. The author yeah. gives the list, and Gideon is the first person on there, uh, and so clearly there's a little bit of of hinting that. We, the reader in the New Testament of the book of Hebrews, we ought to we ought to go back and look at these folks. He's not going to give um, as much of a detailed explanation, but he is going to uh, he is going to put the names out there. And so we're doing the right thing. We're digging in and saying, yeah. let's let's look at at Gideon, yeah. um, the the poor guy who always gets blamed for a lack of faith. Yet yeah. he's included in yeah, this right. chapter on people of great faith. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the bizarre things about this list is. You know the judges aren't really known for being those who possess great faith, right? But we see these little glimpses of it. Um, and if you go back to the story uh, in Judges seven that we just read, it's so striking to me the the sorts of things that the Lord has Gideon do in order to win this great victory, to conquer kingdoms through Gideon and this army. What does he do? Well, first he has to pick the three hundred men, right? And uh, and so how does he do that? Well, he, he obviously he goes and he finds the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, the most ferocious people, right? Well, no, God has Gideon do this test where he watches to see how the men are going to drink water. Are they going to lap it up like a dog or are they going to drink it like a normal human being? And it's like, well, the ones who lap it up like a dog, those are the those are my people. So yeah, let's get them on the team. And then obviously you would give those people great great weapons, right? So swords mm-hmm. and hammers and axes and shields. 
It's like, no, we're not going to give them those. Instead, we're going to give them a jar <laughs> with a torch inside of it. And we're going to give them trumpets. Sick. This is how yeah. this great army of 300 people are going yeah. to overcome the Midianites. But that's the whole point of the story, right? Is that it's not about the strength of Gideon and his army. The Lord is going to win the battle lest Israel say, my own hand has saved me. Mm-hmm. And so Gideon has to take the word of the Lord um, at face value and trust in his goodness and his provision and his might and say, all right, here we go with 300 people, poorly armed, but but let's do this uh, for the Lord. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, Or not or not even armed, right? Right. Like in their left hand is the torch and in their right hand is the trumpet. You're like, well, they don't all have right. another hand for a sword. All yeah. right. So I, what do you, what do you guys think? To me, he get you know, Gideon gets blamed because right before this, he's like, um, if you're going to show up, how about you make, you know, there's no dew on the on the little mat outside of my tent. Right. Okay, how about there's only dew on the mat outside of my tent? And um, to me, he gets he just gets kind of lamb blasted a little bit mm-hmm. by folks that really criticize him. Um, and he really resembles the the faith of the grain of a mustard seed. Yeah. To me, he has this. He he does have faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. And he exercises his faith, and the Lord blesses that, and it, he grows Gideon's faith. Yeah. And when I look at that passage in Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree. So the birds of the air can come make a nest in it. The kingdom of heaven is like this. I mean, this is the idea of the Lord takes a little bit of faith, and with a little bit of obedience, just grows and grows and grows to where the end Gideon is a, is a good leader. Yep, he leads the whole all these mm-hmm. guys in and, and leads them against you know thousands of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, this is actually that's actually one of my favorite parts of this passage is God's patience and kindness in dealing with the the weak faith of Gideon. And you know, here in chapter seven, you get no hint that God is is beating Gideon down for his fear. So first he lets people being afraid be the thing that gets them off the hook. So if they're afraid they can go home, that's that's the first pairing down of the army. But then the second pairing, uh, but then, sorry to advance, he says, but if you're afraid, Gideon, go go down with your servant and, and I'm gonna give you this little insight that gives you more confidence mm-hmm. in how I'm going to act. And yeah, there, there's a kindness, Lord. That's that's mercy. That's <clears throat> grace extended to Gideon yeah. to meet him where he is, to not lambast him, but to 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 deal tenderly with him that he might stoke his faith, that's so right. that he might lead this army in the way that he desires for him to. Yeah, I, you know, I and kind of closing out, I want to piece a few different passages together, but it makes me think of First Timothy one sixteen. Uh, Paul says, "I received mercy for this reason." that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. And Gideon's story really is, uh, it also kind of is a great example of the perfect patience of the Lord. Mm. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is actually the call of Gideon, which is a chapter before in chapter six. And I can kind of fly over it real quickly, but we, we meet 
Gideon. Whoa, I was in Alabama this weekend, and that just yeah, really showed. Oh, shots. For we sure. met Gideon here. He's from Southern Israel. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Southern Israel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. We meet Gideon, and he's beating out wheat in the wine press to hide from the Midianites in the night. So it, it, it's this kind of shady, cowardly scene where, you, you know, he, he's right. really acting in fear. The angel of the Lord appears to him. This is one of my favorite greetings in the Bible. And he says, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. <laughs> it kind of sounds like sarcastic almost. Like, yeah, you know, or, or. It's one of those moments like maybe some guy in high school, like when it was a senior, came to you when you were a freshman and said something that you were like, I only wish that was true about me. But oh, it was yeah. like very uplifting. Yeah. Maybe I wish I went to high school where you did. You know? <laughs> that was my intramural football team in uh, grad yeah. school. Mighty Men of Valor. Mighty Men of Valor. Yeah, Mighty Men of Valor. Yeah. 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 No, and, and I think you're totally right. I, like, but it does in in our like cynical, jaded worldview that so so many of us carry around. You read that and you're like, yeah, right. And and isn't you know the Lord has named us holy and beloved in Him. And aren't there just those moments where it's like, yeah, I'm holy. Yeah. You know, right? like it, it almost feels a bit salty. And that's how. Gideon reacts. He, he, like Moses, really resists the calling mm -hmm. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he ultimately says, like, what do you want to do with me? I am the least of my father's house, which is the least of this tribe, which is the least of all of Israel. And Israel is a captive nation to the Midianites. And yet in God's economy, Gideon is a mighty man of valor. And, and uh, so because he sets his love on him and sets his calling on him, he he is willing to wait on Gideon, to to grow Gideon. And, and you know, what does Gideon have except just that seed of faith to to just, you know, see hear the Lord out. You know, maybe maybe the the fleece will have due. You know, maybe and it becomes this really powerful story that we can cling to that, you know, as D says. All we have in life, our, really our chief responsibility is to do the next right thing, to take the next small step of faithfulness to the Lord. And I think that's what Gideon uh, really demonstrates for us well. Yeah. Yeah. The The Lord takes, uh, the Lord starts the work, speaks kindness into his life, purpose into his life. And Gideon slowly but surely takes the bait mm -hmm. and his faith grows and there's a kindness in in God's response, um, he is he is once again showing us that for God so loved the world, like he he does love his people, and he mm -hmm. invites us into his love. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Bam. All right. Well, for Thomas Nelson and Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.